All right. Hello. Hello. I am very excited. Um, Roberta is here. Her voice is kind of absent this morning, so she's kind of our recorder slash listener. Um, but we have somebody from our podcasting group who is joining us today, and we just gave you her bio, but we're very excited because I feel like nurses have a very similar schedule and very similar um, problems let's just say that like teachers do where they're feeling burnt out stressed out exhausted because of the work that they're doing and because they're such like caretakers of everybody in their vicinity and so we just wanted to have like a kind of back and forth conversation with Ashley and I think we'll just start out with the first question so Ashley first of all Maybe we could just like give our listeners, because I know we're going to be on, this is going to be on your podcast too. So maybe we could just give a little like, hey, who we are and how's yeah. it going? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I'm Ashley. I am a seventh through 12th grade tech ed teacher. And Roberta and I are working on getting you guys um, situated in some Right now, we're going to focus on after school routines, um, after work routines, uh, and we're very excited about it. Um, so, Ashley, tell us a little bit about you. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm i a nurse. I've been a nurse for about nine years now, and I actually just transitioned into teaching and doing the clinical side with nursing students. So I know right now we were just talking, I'm like, oh my God, I've, I'm technically considered a teacher. That's so cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an honor. It really is. It's so cool to call myself a teacher. And um, and yeah, so I'm doing that full-time right now, which has been so rewarding. And I also work in the emergency department per diem. So I pick up shifts whenever I can. And so usually I pick up two is what I'm looking at right now. And then once we go on break, right, because teachers go on break for holidays, um, I plan to pick up a lot more shifts actually during that time. So I'll be doing working pretty much like full-time hours during that break. And yeah, I'm a podcaster as well. Um, I'm the host of the Balanced Nurse Podcast, where I teach nurses how to manage their time and create healthy habits for better work-life balance. So I'm so excited to be here. Yes, that's awesome. So what we're going to do with this episode is we're going to keep it kind of really high level for everybody listening, because I know we have teachers and we have nurses listening. And so we were kind of talking before this and we're like, well, really, I mean, there's, there's people who have different schedules. Like I think of the teacher with the like eight to four schedule or um, and then Ashley says, like, there's nurses with like the regular nine to five, but then there's also nurses who are doing like 12 hour shifts. And then I'm like, well, you know, if you think of the teachers who are coaching, they're kind of doing 12 hour shifts too. So like, this is just going to be kind of really high level for all the teachers and nurses listening. So Ashley, first of all, I would like to know, like, how do you end your day at work to make sure that the work stays there and doesn't follow you home? That's a good question. So I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth from like what I do with my teaching job throughout the week and then versus what I do on the days that I work at the hospital. So with teaching, I do not open my emails at all after after 
after work. I just do not because I think that anyone who needs to get a hold of me can get a hold of me either by phone, um, texting or calling me. And I just wait. I know I'm going back the next day. And so I have a routine actually at work where I once I send off my students and they're on the floor, I take time to go through my emails and I do about like two or three times throughout the day, one day, right. Or one time, right before leaving. And, and that's it. I, I don't try to, I don't have notifications on my phone. That's a huge thing. I don't have notifications for emails. Um, because again, if anyone needs to get a hold of me after work, they can call me or text me. And, um, with hospital shifts though, it's very different. And, um, and I know my nurses can resonate with this so much. We, with working a 12 hour shift that can turn into 13 or 14 hours, right? Especially working in the emergency room, we see some, we see some deep stuff, trauma, mm -hmm. strokes, heart attacks, and people are pulling you in different directions all day. And doctors may be getting upset or yelling or patients yelling, family members yelling. And so it's hard to, especially the days where it's so hard, where you, you know, in, in the emergency room, we res resuscitate people and sometimes it doesn't go well. Right. And we have to deliver the news to family. That's hard to just leave at work. So sometimes, mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, I remember when I was dating someone and he was working a nine to five. He's like, you know, you're, you're so lucky that you don't have to bring work home. Like I have to bring work home. I have to work on stuff. And I'm like, but mentally and emotionally, right. I do, I do. And so I, it's so hard to just completely say, like, I'm not going to think about all that because it does take a toll on you. And so some things that have really helped me in, in not so much just trying to leave everything at home, but more so how do I take care of myself tonight? And instead of beating myself up or drinking, cause I used to drink alcohol after work. It was like a, it was like a culture thing, right? Working in the emergency room, like after a tough shift, we all go drinking. And I decided that after that, you know, instead of doing that, why don't I do things that are, that are going to serve me, that are going to be healthier for me and help me cope with the things that happen at work. So mm -hmm. one big thing is we're overstimulated at work, right? With all the ringing and the bings and the alarms. And so I would drive home without anything on, just in silence, just sitting there like, and just processing everything. And another thing is I started journaling and really writing like, what could have, what went well today? What could I have done better for the next time? Right. Uh, because I think I would realize I would beat myself up a little bit. I didn't do enough. I wasn't, you know, fast enough. I didn't catch things and, you know, fast enough, or I didn't triage someone fast enough or appropriately or whatever. And so I would just make sure to journal that out and then leave it on that. Because I think putting your thoughts onto paper helps to really process things and just bring more clarity and just almost like this, like peace, like, okay, I've, I've kind of, I'm unwinding today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Roberta and I are both like nodding our head right now. Like, yup, yup. This is exactly what we do. And I would yeah. like to just, um, I, I love the driving home in silence thing. Um, and 
I like some last year I would I would let my kids like watch a movie on the way home just so like I could either be in silence or like listen to a podcast on the way home but like I think we can totally relate to all the dings and the pings and the um, speakers going off all day long and everything as teachers as well so it's super important like sensory wise to just like have that quiet um, and if you are somebody that lives like really close to either the hospital or if you're a nurse or if you live really close to work, maybe just taking that extra five minutes and just sitting in your car before you start the car up and drive home. Like that would be super important as well. But yeah, oh gosh, keep going, yes. Ashley. Like we're we're eating this up. Keep going. Yes, yes. No, I think, yeah, the five or 10 minutes, like I've been in that place where I'm just like, wow, because I'm just exhausted. I'm, I feel overstimulated. I feel overwhelmed with just everything that happened today. And, you know, going home, I'm just like, and knowing that I have to come back the next day too. (laughs) Have you ever seen those memes where it's like, you're in the car, it's like someone crying and it's like, knowing that you have to do it all over again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. That was my first year of teaching. It was awful. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I could do the Monday through Friday every day. Like that is so tough. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that really taking that time for myself to, again, overstimulated just all day. So what I asked myself, what are the things I can do to really calm my nervous system? Cause it was just fired up, you know, all day. So sitting in silence, the journaling practice that I started and the showers, hot showers, with just me, like just sometimes I would play like soft music, right? Cause it's like nighttime. I'm trying to unwind and breathing, just taking big, deep breaths. Cause I feel like I'm like, did I even breathe all day? Right. Just like right. go, 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 go. And really just taking that time for myself. It, it was, it almost, and so it, that's actually how it began as like a ritual. And it's something that I do now every day in the evening after work. So it's something mm-hmm. that's really helped me just to kind of relax and calm my nervous system for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. And I think you already kind of answered like the first thing you do when you get home after a long day at work is your showers mm-hmm. and like calming music and or reading um, a book too, like reading your mm-hmm. favorite book. Yeah. Like, I am a huge like personal development person. I love reading um, self-help books, but in the evening, I'm like, I don't want to learn anything. Like, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to (laughs) stick nothing. Like, right. Like I just want something that's relaxing. And so I'll pick up some like, you know, books at like the silent patient or Colleen Hoover's books or anything like that. And um, just something to kind of unwind. And it's beautiful, beautiful ritual for sure. Yeah. I would say what I love to do is um, I write before I leave for the day because I have my kids with me. So um, trying to get like silence is not always possible right away. Um, But I don't really feel super escalated at the end of the day either. I actually end with a study hall, which it's pretty silent in there. So I guess that is pretty much like my silent time. Um, so that's really helpful. I'm already kind of like de-escalated by the time my own kids get off the bus and come to work to me. Um, and so that's super helpful, but also just like 
what I do to make sure that I'm ending my day and I'm ready for my prep in the morning uh, is I love just writing down my list of the things that I know that I need to get done the next day, my top three things. And then I've got like my other list. Like if I get done with these things, then I can do these things. Um, and that just really helps me leave my teacher brain at school, not bring things home with me. Cause I know that I'm going to have time the next day to get it done. And, um, also for those of you who have a really hard time saying no to subbing during your prep, if you know that you need to get things done, we just need to work that no muscle, that no word. Yes. <laughs> More often, like, oh my gosh, I same asked, thing. Yeah. I got asked to sub um, twice in one week. And I was like, I'm sorry, but my maximum is like, I will give you one day. I'll give you a day a week. And that takes away one of my preps. So I then have four preps instead of five. And so I've kind of like structured my preps to where like, it's okay if I give up one of my days. So I know I'm still getting my stuff done in those four. And day five is kind of like extra, do extra stuff if I don't have to sub for somebody. So mm -hmm. um, I think saying no, yeah, is a huge, like such a huge or I, I should say so important to do to really build up that muscle. And it's something, especially for me that I'm like a recovering people pleaser is how I say, it, how I call myself. I'm like, I was always, yes, 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 sure. Okay. Let's do this. And then I would find myself feeling resentful, angry at myself or like at the situation, like, why did I say yes to this? Like, I don't want to be <laughs> here. And it goes the same for working extra in the hospital overtime. Okay, right, the, right. the money sounds great. Right. And, you know, I've heard people and I, cause I've said this myself too. Well, I'm like, well, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to let my co like they're really short that night and no. I totally get it. I'm all up for like teamwork, but at the same time, it's like, are you, are you able to take care of yourself and give yourself refill your cup to be able to give your best self and Again, it's all about like figuring out, okay, I can do one shift this week extra, right? But like the next two weeks, like I know that I've got a lot going on and I'm going to need some time for myself to take care of myself, my family, whatever that is. So it's really like just building up that muscle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, um, I hear this a lot from just teachers in general, not even just teacher moms, but just teachers in general. They're like, I walk in the door. And I sit on the couch and I'm just done. Like, that's the first thing they do when they get home, they go sit down. So if, if we are taking these like five, 10 minutes breaks before we leave school, I'm, I'm hoping that we can start eliminating that whole sit on the couch and be done thing. Like I hear that from so many people. And so if we can just, um, really put that into practice before we leave work, um, and, and like, it's different when you have that 12 hour shift, right? Like, I'm not saying if you're a coach, maybe you do need to just come home and be done. Um, but on those seasons, when you're not coaching, when you're just getting home at like a normal time, we need to be putting other practices in so that we're not so freaking exhausted at the end of the day so that we sit on the couch and we're just done, right? Because then that kind of throws out the window any kind of like, I hear from teacher moms, like the cooking in my house and the cleaning, it's not getting done because I get home and I'm just so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just put that like small practice into effect, like that quiet time after work, leaving it all there 
um, and then coming home and then being ready for another, like, even if it's just like a half hour of like prepping dinner, doing the dishes quick, maybe doing a little bit of laundry, just so you kind of stay kept up on stuff. And if you have kids and a husband at home, hopefully they are helping you as well. But then it's kind of like the start of getting those routines in place so that, and and those routines are going to take a little bit, right? This is just super high level right now, guys. We're not giving you like actual routines to get into after work, but like maybe think of like the top three things that you need to get done. Like if you have kids with you at home, maybe one of the things is, you know, you need to look through their backpack. Okay. And then one of the other things in is I need to get dinner ready. And then maybe the other thing is you need to check mail or something like that. And then that's your like after school routine. This is just what you do every day after school, instead of going and sitting on the couch and being done for the night. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> so so yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, I think that I agree so much with the, at least write down, like, what are three things that you need to do after work, right? That deals with home stuff or even your own personal goals, right? Whether that's you're wanting to go exercise three times a week, four times a right. week, whether yes. you're going to schedule yeah. those days in, right? And um, it's really, it really starts with planning out your week planning mm-hmm. out your week and setting a time for when you're going to do things. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I know this is like high level stuff and we won't get into specifics, but it's, it, it really starts with planning. And I mean, I'm sure you've heard, oh, I don't know if you've heard this quote, it goes um, like, if you fail to plan, plan to yeah. fail. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And it's happened to me so many times. And it's like, every time I'm like, yep, Yep. So true. So true. And when I plan out my week, it doesn't mean that it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be perfect. A hundred percent of the time life happens, things happen. And it's really how you're able to just pivot and adjust and give yourself some grace and say, okay, that didn't go as planned. What can go, what can I do better next time? Or how can I, you know, add things or put things into place that can maybe prevent that from happening if you have any control at all. Um, But yeah, it's really about just scheduling your time and saying, okay, these two things, and maybe even saying like, once I get these two or three things done, then I can get on the couch and just relax and Netflix, whatever you want to do. But as, but and maybe see it as like, okay, like something to look forward to after you're done with those three things. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard to get back up after you lay down on the bed or on the couch, because I do it too sometimes. And I'm like, why do I do this? (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, I know that I'm going to nap for like three hours. (laughs) Nothing's going to get done. (laughs) Um, And so what's helped me is once I get home from work, especially on the days where, um, like I'm working with from the school is I already plan out my gym stuff, right? Like five 30 to six 30. I I'm like, if I, if I have a gap, like if we leave early for some reason, um, I either try to go to a coffee shop, take my stuff with me, go to a coffee shop and work on 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is that I'm working towards and then go to the gym. So I already have my stuff packed and then go to the gym. And then after that, like, I feel so free. I'm like, okay, I can enjoy my evenings, you know, lay on the couch, read, whatever. Right. Um, and then another thing is really getting your body moving. Like, yes, we're, we're probably exhausted, but 
I really do think that even just going for a simple walk, um, is going to get you kind of like your energy back up. You wake up a little bit, um, and then come back home and keep that momentum going. Cause like, it's kind of like a ball. Like if you, if the ball stops, it's going to take a lot longer to like get it back moving. Right. Like you have to like really give it a kick or something. And, um, it's the same thing with us. Like if we lay down, then we're losing that energy and it's going to get harder to bring that back up and build up that momentum. So if you can do a little like quick exercise, I actually have a little trampoline in my room because, um, to get me like, yeah, to like jump on it to like when, especially the days where I'm feeling pretty tired, the days off because I work on podcasting and, um, it does take a lot of work and, um, researching, you know, the production and all that. And so in order to kind of bring my energy back up, I go for walks and I jump on the trampoline and it really brings up that energy again. And I can keep going for a little longer. Yeah. Ooh, love that. I needed that the other day. I was totally unproductive. <laughs> it was our day off and I was planning on getting some stuff done. And then I was a little too easy on myself and didn't really do anything but read a book. But I think we need that sometimes too. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I told myself the other day, um, I was like, I really need this nap. I really do. And that's okay. So then I just napped and I napped for like an hour, which wasn't too bad, but I really needed it. And I think you just have to listen to your body too. And just know, am I listening to my body or am Mm -hmm. I just making excuses? Like Mm -hmm. I should, you know, just go to sleep or not do anything. And I think Mm -hmm. we all know deep down inside, if we know if we're listening to our body or just not wanting to do the things. Right. Yeah. Well, we are going to come back, you guys, uh, next week, episode two. This was all about after work routines. And episode two is going to be about evening and morning routines and how to incorporate that into your nurse or teacher life. Um, So thank you, Ashley, for joining us in part one. I hope you guys got a really high level, um, even if it's just like, you took one thing away, like don't sit on the couch after work. That's what's, that's, what's killing me right now is in my productivity. Like even if it was just that one thing, <laughs> and then we, Roberta and I are going to keep going with this routine series. I'm so excited. Ashley, you're starting our routine series off. And um, so episode two is going to be next week. And then we are going to head straight back into after school routines. Cause we've been listening to you guys that is where you are struggling the most. So thank you, Ashley. And we are going to chat with you next week. Thank you. All right. Thank you.